Hey guys, this is director Ray Janjo and welcome to Thor, aka the House of Rep, our podcast where we talk about movies, gaming and tech, anything that we love. Today, we're carrying on our Street Fighter run. We're talking about the 90s Van Damme version of Street Fighter. So this is Street Fighter the movie, the first live action Street Fighter that came out in cinemas. And yeah, so stay tuned, it's going to be a really great episode of the House of Rep. We're back. So I'm joined by Z. Z, say hi to everyone. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the House of Rep. Today we're talking about a really cool 1994 film. It's back a classic. From my heydays. <laughs> it's a real classic. The thing about this film, right, is when I first watched it, I always sort of felt it was a Street Fighter movie, but it was so loose that it felt more like a great Van Damme film. Because yeah. I've always been a fan of Van Damme movies. So I like is, him. This is, this is like. This the film we're talking about is Street Fighter the movie. The one that was made in nineteen. So this is a movie adaptation made in nineteen ninety four. It's directed by Stephen E. D'Souza, mm-hmm. um, and it was the first live action Street Fighter film. Uh, mm-hmm. There's been two really bad Street Fighter films after this, and now some people think are better, but yeah, I disagree. Uh, like uh, I, I don't think Assassin's Fist yeah. by Joey Answers really that good i mean i know it goes into the right direction and tries to make more screen accurate characters but it's a very ego driven film you know with answer trying to like maintain a sort of like a massive kind of overlord kind of a thing on that on that franchise and i particularly thought it was quite you know budgetly done but overhyped and overpressed you know so it was quite overbaked version of the franchise and um now that Legendary Pictures has taken over, we should get a much better live action version of the film, but I'm not gonna hold my breath because Mortal Kombat recently was quite bad. So I hope that Capcom take it very seriously and follow what Super Mario Brothers has done and Sonic and kind of stick quite close to the yeah. source material with the look of the film. Yeah, I mean, like obviously now there's been a long time, the film is almost like 30 years old now. Next year, I think it will be the 30th anniversary of the film. So it's almost been thirty years since that film came out. Yeah, and it's one of my one of my earliest memories of going to the cinema to actually see a film. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, so this was a cinema film. That Ace Ventura, Batman and Robin, Batman Forever. You know, they were quite quite big film experiences big for me. Film. That kind of nineties era was quite a big time for me. You know, where I first got my film. And you it know, was, it was prosperous for cinema, passion for film. It so it was like what I call quite a golden age of cinema. Um, the thing is, is that even though people find the film cheesy and and it was a and it was a bit of a bomb of a film in the sense of critics panned the hell out of the movie, fans didn't really like it. Um, it's still a good Van Damme film. So if you like Van Damme movies, yeah, going into it just feels like a really good Van Damme film set in the AU, in the Street Fighter world. Yeah. You know that and that's the way I look at it. And there are a couple of things that they could have done so well. I, I think that they don't treat Ken and Ryu very well in the film. So, you know, the amazing um, talent of Iron Man, uh, Damien Chapa, that all get, they get wasted. Like, you know, they have good chemistry. Did we, did we ever see a trailer for it when it first came there out? There was a trailer for it. It was like on some kind of VHS kind of uh, 
tie-in like you know comic where they talked about the characters and stuff you know who was gonna be in it and stuff it was like a video I game special reading a magazine about it we read yeah. a games magazine this is when we first it. heard and about where damien chapter's background Man's background you know yeah it was quite a big deal because the cast of A-listers was quite strong on this film. They had all tracked really well in separate films. You know, um, uh, D'Souza had come off the back of writing some heavy hitters like Die Hard 2, you know, various films like that. He was quite mm. well known for writing TV and, and you know, some quite he famous... Had good writing credits. Yeah, so then he was stepping into directing. And I have to say that it's actually edited and shot and the production di design is very strong on the film when you actually look at it for a 90s film it has a very good budget uh things like the boat you know the stealth boat the uh bison you know, slayer the an forces which represent the un that's good background work bison's base um you know like the costumes the, the, yeah the set's really good i mean i mean highlights of the film are van damme obviously brings his a game in the film he's in tremendous shape um he really does a really good job with the physical action in the film. He's charismatic. He's got a good style in the movie. He plays quite a good and kind of like a, a guile that you want to root for, a very heroic guile. Um, and this is kind of like making guile sort of the center point of it from the American point of view instead of Ryu being the center point of the franchise, which, which some people would say is a bit of a mistake uh, because it's always been a tale about Ryu and his point of view around the tournament and stuff but they did try to follow that formula later on in street fighter 3 and stuff with having you know alex and um you know like having it a bit different you know yeah. moving forward so it, it focused less on ryu um so if i start from the start of the film he's basically written the movie as kind of like a war film yeah, like a war, war action kind of film. movie because like he's done it so that bison's kidnapped these sausages Raul Juliania is one of the standout uh, actors in that film yeah, may you rest in down. peace because he was one of my favorite actors I love this guy in Adam's Family as uh, Gomez Adams he was a very good actor this was one of his final roles and he did it for his kids he said mm. you know so no matter how bad the script was mm. and what he was working with he was working through I think he had stomach cancer at the time mm. so very similar to what happened with um, the great um, uh, Chadwick Boseman right, he was yeah. working sick so they were like real professionals they were not mm. trying to give off the fact that they were they were very ill you know but they were doing all this stuff and the chemistry that he has you know like some of the the lines that he has like you know for me it was Tuesday has just gone down in history so this film has a lot of lines and memorable moments that lots of memes you know <laughs> memes as well memes but they're just hell. they're just so good you know like the and his uniform his look as bison he's quite a sadistic and manipulative bison he may not be a huge bison yeah. like a super jack bison that you know some people said Dolph Lundgren or someone should played him because they had the the chemistry from Universal Soldier now that's a missed opportunity that could be revisited as bison could have cloned his body and then you could revisit it in you know a, there's, there's, sort of like there's a sequel. some films like those weird universal soldiers where Dolph Lundgren as Andrew Scott those clones looks like a funky bison yeah yeah you know, he in, looks in like a kind of like a, reckoning when he had the beret in reckoning he looked like a young bison with yeah. a beret on and I was yeah. like hey he looks a bit bison like yeah but, so he, yeah. he would have been a very good choice for bison to be very honest like and he could still do it I mean there were a couple of like ideas to have like Holly Valance as as um uh as a cami 
have Dolph Lundgren in it, recast it a bit, okay, you know, yeah, do yeah, a new yeah, kind yeah, of director yeah. sequel, like Universal Soldier The Return or uh-huh, something like that. Uh-huh. But it never came to fruition. You know, there was also a cartoon which sort of tried to spin off from the movie, but they had more accurate characters too. And I remember that cartoon's been kind of mean to hell as well. Sure. You know, online. Um, talking about some of the standout actors, this is the first time I ever saw Ming Na act. Yeah. You know, so this is yeah, my first introduction to Ming Na. Ming Na is one of my way. most favorite actresses, you know, in the business currently. She was uh, Mulan. Uh, Mulan is one of my favorite Disney films. Um, I liked her in. She was also in Mulan, the live action one, in a cameo. Yeah. Uh, but she was amazing in Agents of Shield. Yep. And most of the stuff that she's been in, like you know, Book of Boba Fett, also Mandalorian. She's a very good actress, a wicked actress. If I could get a chance to work with her, and I've talked about this on Twitter in the past, I would like to just do a kind of left field street fire where it's in. It's in this alternate reality, and it's a Chung Li series, yeah. you know, and all the characters from Street Fighter pop in and out. And she's dealing with the Return of Bison. I thought that would be quite a cool, you know, quasi sequel set in the yeah, universe, you know, like kind of yeah. like Cobra Kai and all those uh-huh, uh-huh. kind of shows and stuff. Um, so it would that would be quite a cool, like a wild idea. Special. Yeah, like a wild Netflix special, like once, <laughs> or, once and always, like the Power Rangers specials and yeah. stuff like that. So you know, like something cool like that. Tell, tell um, them about that that funny bit at the start where he's got all the um, hostages, and that scene. Those scenes are cut. cut. Those scenes were when we first saw it. It was heavily BFF, the British Film Certification Board cut out a lot of the back breaking and the neck shot, a neck breaking uh, bit. He does a headbutt. You can hear him. You can hear the cracking of the bones and the stuff when the UN fighters are trying to defend themselves, but they can't take on Bison, and he's killing them with ease. Um, in the brand new Blu-ray version of the film or DVD versions, because I, I remember seeing it on a on a Blu-ray, um, those are put back in. Yeah, they're put back in. So that in. was like that was a time when I saw it uncut, you know, or as it's close fully, to uncut. Yeah, it's almost fully uncut. Yeah. So there's a lot of like gunshot hits and other stuff and yeah. more gun violence that was heavily redacted in um in the original cut of the film. Uh so so the um the things that the flow of some of the stuff is really good like the initial scenes at the start with chung lee and 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 bison and you know like the the the, the back and forth that van damme and him, him have a quite funny because like it's a it's a very van damme thing to do then the countdown begins um and then you know when they go to see the thailand underground fighting that's run by um uh thingy uh Devon well, so odd. Uh, no, sorry, West, West Studi. West sorry, Studi, you mean so Sagat, yeah. yeah. So West Studi is amazing actor. Um, he plays Sagat, but the thing is, is that he plays a slightly different Sagat, like a kind of gangstery Sagat, yeah, like mastermind funny. kind of kingpin yeah. style Sagat, which is which is alright. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Sagat as the big heavy and like Shadowloo dude, right? But West Studi just brought a different kind of gravitas to the role. If you allow yourself to watch this as an AU then you can enjoy it more because you get to see good, great performances from West Studi. Um, I've forgotten the other guy who plays Vega. He's an amazing actor. Uh, Jay, Jay Tavar. Yeah, Jay Tavar. Jay Tavar is basically Vega. Like He yeah, looks like so Vega. Good. And it was amazing seeing him in Superpower Beatdown. You know, yeah. he was he was in a a cameo where he, where he played Vega. He was Vega. in fantastic shape for that role. Yeah, and he still he, looks great. His physique looked amazing. Uh, they did his ponytail look. They gave him the wicked snake tattoo mm. on his chest. He was very, he very, very game like Vega. Except obviously they couldn't do 
some of the moves in that scene. Like, no, that's you know, that's a very moves. that's a very bad shame because the way they set up Ryu and Kenneth's arms dealers and then they have that pretty pointless fight, you know, where they have the, a fight and then it goes into another fight. Yeah, where they're like where they were basically they were ripping them off and then they had these toy guns that fired balls and he yeah. goes, you know, <laughs> yeah. So so they have it's like comedic. They like, sort of have a kind of nineties kind of moments. martial art fight there. Where they both kind of kick each other, and Damon Chopper obviously won't have the same kind of fighting prowess yeah. as Byron Man. But the way that that's choreographed could have been a bit better. But then they end up getting caught, so then Ryu has to fight, and then that Ken bit, has that to bit watch. is really weird as well because it feels like a kind of surreal dream when Gar comes through with the. If you look carefully, like you can see this on the VHS, mm. and you don't see it in the cinema because the cinemas used to be dark back then, and they used to be really shit quality, mm. and VHS is really bad, but. The tank that Guile's sitting on when he gets out, it has these massive looks like two nukes on either side. Well, actually, what, like, what, what he's got right is actually an anti-aircraft tank. Tank, yeah. So it's a, it's one of those tanks that fires. You know, like when there's a, it's an AA, yeah. uh, mobile AA, AA unit basically. That's yeah. what it is. So what he's gone and done is he's rammed that into the into the underground club. But some of the, the some of the, the stuff work is quite wicked in that the the bit where they're building up to the fight is quite cool and yeah. I thought we were gonna have a wicked Rambo three style fight right, a yeah, bit in Thailand you know and I thought I thought Vega would cut him up a bit but then he shuriken him and have a fight so that bait and switch thing I that's one of my criticisms on the film I didn't really like that bit. Obviously, the stunt works wicked where Jay jumps, you know, like, and I think that was really Jay. I don't think that was a stuntman. I think so, yeah. Yeah, because Jay does that jump while the cage and is then collapsing. Byron jumps on the people and they're like pushing it. Yeah, and stuff. yeah. So, so there's that, and then they get arrested. The prison fight's quite fun because there's like Benny the Jet uh, Akira's. No, there's, yeah? there's a bit before that where Gar's like talking to Ken and Ryu. That bit's wicked. So, there's a bit, yeah, before Ken and Ryu are in, Ken and Ryu are in Gen Pop. But before that, they're having a business meeting and the waiter tries to kill them. And I love the roundhouse kick oh, that he does yeah, and then yeah, the karate yeah, chops his face. And assassin, he goes, any yeah. other new business? That bit's quite good. Yeah. Um, Kylie's wicked as Cammy, even though it's a brief role. Yeah. She's just quite a good actress and great singer and just like, you know, the overall. Worst, the worst sort of by far casting is the poor T-Hawk actor. He's a good actor who brings quite. I didn't, I didn't a, see a quite anything some good, else. I don't know. I don't what know what he's actor. been in, but basically that guy. I've got his name, but basically <laughs> he was like a strange T Hawk because T Hawk's a quite a big dude. You know, they could have found a bodybuilder to play T Hawk with like the heart of gold kind of thing, like they did with Zangief. Zangief yeah. was well cast too. You know, there's when, a lot. Of... How do we get introduced to Zangief? He's Later like, on, he's like in the no, he's in the star because he's making a funny face when he's making a funny face when. Uh, uh, Bison is talking to Kyle on the on the you know the massive Titan Tron yeah, TV so set. Yeah, so Zangief's there and DJ's there. And DJ chats about so DJ's quite a funny character too. Yeah, but so he's like, yeah, hey, hey, yeah. come out. Uh, what's his yeah. name? Uh, Colonel? No, what's his rank? Bison's rank? Oh, general. 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 Yeah. So he's like, hey, General. You yeah. know the. Uh, uh, tracing the signal. Tracing you the think signal. you're like, very smart, yeah, yeah. Well, here is a timer, and this is the countdown. Yeah. You know, like that. That's, he yeah. says something like that to him. You know? So like DJ is like the kind of what I call the, the, Ars- the Arsenio of of the film. Yeah. Because when when like Kylie that. comes here, she jumps into the thing and then she kicks E Honda out. That Hawaiian actor who plays E Honda. Yeah. 
So what they've done is they made they've made uh, Peter uh, Peter Suchapai or something. Yeah, like they that. made um name. they've made e Honda Hawaiian Japanese. Yeah, so e Honda in the film is played Balrog's by a, a cat, Hawaiian uh, actor, and Balrog and is Balrog's the, played by Grandal Bush. Yeah, uh, who was in License to Kill as well. He worked with Timothy yeah. Dalton on that film, and yeah. he's an alright actor. He's, he's a plays good actor. A, he plays a decent. Balrog. We don't see him much after um, those. But films. he's not like he's not he's not the Balrog who's been in like a shit ton of fights. They briefly talk about it in the film script, but the there's Rune no elaboration. And his Yokozunu yeah, with he's the, stuff, that's just why working with Chun Li undercover. Yeah, this kind of flex. Because Shadaloo wrecked his boxing career because he wouldn't take a drop, and they wrecked E Honda's boxing career, which is why they they are both working with her. No, E Honda's sumo career. Yeah, his Yokozunu sumo career. Yeah. So basically. And Chung Lee works for them, but it doesn't work for them. Chung Lee, they work for Chung Lee, basically. Yeah, they She's, work for her, yeah. Yeah. Chung Lee's not affiliated with any kind of Interpol agency or anything, no, which is quite a shame. This, this one's different. She's not really Interpol or any sort of cop in this. Mm. She's just got some sort of personal vendetta against Bison. Because he killed her dad at the village. And, yeah, that's yeah, all Instead of Vega throwing him off a... Off a rooftop. We're not really too sure which one's canon though. Yeah. Like, was it Bison that killed him or was it Vega that killed him? I do like the idea of Vega killing him, but they did try to do that in Legend of Chung Li where Michael Clark Duncan played by uh, Balrog and um, the amazing Neil McDonoghue played uh, Bison, which was a great casting choice but wasted by making Bison a suit. I really. They did the same I, thing. I really like derise. Um, like with Sagat. Yeah, I really don't like. Legend of Chung Li. Legend of Chung Li is one of the yeah, worst the films, and it wastes Kristen Crew as well as Chung Li. Killed it. You know, yeah, it's such a shame because she left Smallville for a bit to be in that film, and it just kind of didn't go anywhere, which I thought was such a mm. waste. And they had Taboo as Vega, which was so lame, and mm. it was just trying to ground it in reality, you know, which was that weird trend during that time, and it wasn't really working. Uh, going back to the nineties one, when they have the fight in the. Um, uh, when they when they have a fight in in the general pop, you know, of that makeshift also, prison. Al- also, the music is kind of very nineties. It's got it's that. Good. It's got that like kind street of street fighter. Da, 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 da. It's got that kind of like rap. Let's get ready to rumble. Let's get ready to rumble. It sounds very nineties. kind of like. And you can hear it. You know, when they're getting when they're going into the warehouse mm. and they're looking at the ladies and stuff, and he's like, "We're not here for that." Mm. You know, <laughs> we're here for the. Deal let's and let's, stuff. let's, let's get business. the matrimonies or whatever. Yeah, let's get the pleasantries That's and business thing, yeah. and shit. Yeah. And um, there's some other funny lines when Thingy calls him a dickhead, the bison or something, and he's like, yeah. gives him the the arm thing, and he's like stalling <laughs> for time. He's like, chase the signal, kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah. that bit's all. I know you like to see yourself in the mirror. How about this? Yeah. You know, <laughs> something like that gives him the, <laughs> all the, the all arm. The that was the first funny. time I, I I was trying to figure out what that was. Yeah, you know that the arm meant. thing is like a like a swearing symbol, but yeah. I still don't know where it originates. Yeah, from. it's very dated. Yeah. Um, but it's still funny nonetheless. Like mm. it's it's so funny some of the quirks in that film, and it all comes down to really the choreography, the chemistry between Raoul Julian, uh, uh, character of Bison and uh, Jean Claude Van Damme's mm. uh, character of Guile, because it's a it's more like a extrovert. OTT guy, I call mm. him. He's he is the leader of the AN. He's a Colonel Guile, a special forces and whatnot. And he portrays Colonel Guile in a different way, 
how he sees Kenel Guile. Because you hostages, if you can hear me, we're coming, we're coming. Ch- Charlie, we're coming. Yeah. He gave away yeah. that Carlos' his friend. Charlie. Charlie's his Carlos buddy in that. Blanca. Which what they've done is they've taken Charlie Nash yeah. and Carlos Blanca and they fused them together into one yeah, character. That I always found weird because I understood from the games because we had played Alpha at that time. Mm. Alpha was very popular at that time. So the film Did came Alpha out come just, after or before? I think just before. Just before yeah. the first Alpha. Yeah. And the first Alpha had Nash in it. Yeah. Nash, is, Charlie, Nash has Nash, always Nash, been Nash, one Charlie. of my most favourite characters in the yeah. game. We said that in um, the other part. And the other thing that I just don't like is, and I've probably discussed this before, is the way they treated him in Street Fighter Five. Yeah. You know, they made him like, oh, you're already dead, and then you're going to die again. And I'm like, okay, if he died, there's ways that people can come back permanently. Yeah. You know, like, they better bring him back in the next games. Because um, he's an OG character, man. He's such a good character. Right, so going back to the film and the chronological order, Benny the Jet, Akuradez, yeah, is a very good martial artist. Didn't he do the choreography on this film? I think he did because he does some of the stunt work because he get he takes a couple of kicks from Byron Man, yeah. like you know, like in the in the prison fight. Also, I always think that that prison fight is badly cut too. I think it's I cut down. I, I think there's more going on there. It is a longer sequence with some good fighting in it. Yeah. Because it, it gets badly cut down because they have to escape. Mm. And you know when Ken talks to... Does he talk to Sagat about escaping or do they just plan, hatch a plan? Well, first what happens is, right, is they have a fight and then they there's a gen pop fight. Then everybody gets separated. Then his files are given to him. The files on the two, Ryu and Ken, are given to him by T-Hawk. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he right? says, like, Ryu and Ken And Masters. he's like, I want to meet these two. So then he yeah. takes them through the refugee camp. And he's like, why are you and showing us this? And he goes, he goes, I think you guys are like me. You know, yeah. you guys should work with me, become spies, you know, and infiltrate Sagat and Bison's ranks so that I can find out where the weapons are going because Sagat deals with Bison. Well, there's a big deal coming. Right? So that's when they planned the prison breakout, which is quite a highlight scene in the yeah. film. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the fighting in that. I also, like the fake, I, I, also, I also like the fake out where they get the keys, and he's like, right, you can forget our past. I can get you out of the city. And then they give him the keys, and then and then Jake's like, yes, I caught the yeah, keys. I, I love that, the, the acting he does when he catches it. You know, the dude's like, they're kind of cut. Yeah? Plus, on top of that, the bit where... T Hawk loses his gun and just flops like a like a fish in the yeah. ocean. No, yeah. don't shoot! Yeah. You hit the colonel. Yeah, but the <laughs> bit, the bit, the rapid fire bit with the bro. I used to love those moments when I was yeah. a kid because I love that gun. You know, it was a nice nickel, uh, silver. Um, now I you can't know, remember. Did we see? Did we see Hard Target before this or after this? Probably after, after I think. because because we saw a few of Van Damme's other films before, like Bloodsport, yeah, things like that. Films, you know, yeah. like we had we had a couple of friends who were yeah. like, "Do you want to watch this? It's a proper yeah. violent film. Do you want to see it?" Yeah, like Cyborg. <laughs> we, <laughs> we, Bloodsport, saw, we saw Cyborg and stuff when we were like way too young. We, we have seen so many Van Damme. Cyborg, films, Cyborg yeah, gave me amazing. some. Cyborg freaked me out a little when yeah, I first yeah, saw it. Yeah, it's freaky. Yeah, yeah, it's because it, and freaky. because first first the idea of everyone was dead and it being ultra violent and dark. You know, with people hung and crucified, that kind of made me feel really weird. You know, and like uneasy. But yeah, so that that bit is quite good. But the funny thing is, is Ken using a gun looks weird. Yeah, he's not actually firing like, straight; just firing down. He's just firing like pow 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 pow, and then he just hits Guile yeah. in the abdomen, and then Guile yeah. takes a fall, and then. 
Uh, Sagat's like, mm, yes, he's a good shot. I don't know. <laughs> Sagat felt like he sensed his death. Yeah, he no, like was like, it's a weird Jedi. <laughs> he wasn't even Sagat looking. Sagat didn't even see him get shot. Just all you hear it. He's yeah. sitting in the truck and he's hearing what's happening. And then Chung Lee Chung Lee gets a radio mic, turns it on, and then does a front flip, front yeah, roll. Sorry, roll, yeah, yeah. And she throws it into the into the thing, and then they trace it basically. And she's like, medic, medic. Yeah. <laughs> <Can> <laughs> <you>? <laughs> yeah, and, uh, Tiny accent breaks there. Magic. She becomes Aussie for like 10 seconds. No, like, but she's always Aussie in the film. She doesn't have an American accent. She's oh, Australian, uh, isn't it? Yeah, like, but yeah. Char- Cammy's character Everyone, British, Everyone's supposed to be international, yeah, you know? Yeah, 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 but I think she doesn't have a British flag. They've changed her background. She has an Australian flag. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. T-Hawk has an American flag, mm. you know, like, uh, so So that's very interesting. Yeah, but it uh, kind of works because T-Hawk's supposed to be a bloody Apache. Yeah. Like, the T-Hawk in the games, his cannon and stuff, is that he's a... He's a, a he's quite young in that, Apache too. Apache warrior. You know, the, the, thing young, that they yeah. don't, the thing that they not, don't really reveal age, is that like T-Hawk is massive and he's such an oak of a dude, but he's, like, young. He's, like, yeah. not, he's like in his early 20s, only he, or something. Yeah, cause he's like got a young voice and stuff, like you know. Mm. Yeah. That that other speech that, that scene movie has is pretty mad laugh, though. The when one he grabs after someone that. by the head, huh? you know, when he grabs someone by the head and he spins him. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Smashes them down. He, he's him, a hard character, him, man. The, the problem with Street Fighter is that they always have these weirdly massively sized characters. They're entrapment characters. T Hawk, Zangief. Abigail, mm. that new character who's a lady. Uh, that the Turkish boxer, dude. The Turkish dude. Um, What's the name of the Turkish dude? Oh, I've forgotten his name. With his slippery move. Yeah, with the oil. The oil dude. I didn't like his character. I thought he was rubbish, but mm. I don't remember his name. Abeli? Something? Abby? No, something. something. I don't know. Jabby? There's always like a big character who's an entrapment character. Like Zangief sure, was yeah. the original. Basically, you have to rotate 360 degrees once or twice... To yeah, then grab in, someone in, to do the special. In Street Fighter Six, he's got new, better entrapment moves now. He's got a better move set, much better. If you look at the trailer, right? I've been looking at it. It looks very smooth and great. That game. Um, but then, in... you know that scene. Uh, what I was trying to get is that scene. You know when Bison has the <laughs> the chat about his vision, is always one of my favorite scenes. He's like. Uh, the, the bison that I the the world that I want to create is not for bad but for good or something. He says, yeah, but that's the, later on. Uh, well, later bisonopolis. On. Yeah, the like bisonopolis. His, his own kind of like futuristic city. Yeah. Um. The other the other thing that he does at that point is you know when Carlos Blanca gets captured, he talks to Dalsim, who's like an award winning scientist, but he's gotten captured. Uh huh. So he's like he's like why is he he's already starting to use that weird video hypnosis thing, mm. which is similar to the movie. Uh, the yeah, animated yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. So he's using some kind of like uh, torture, and he's like, "What is this? This is educational software. Why is he resisting it?" He goes, "Because like you, he's not psychotic." Yeah, he's like, <laughs> you know, he's like, "You, you he's like, you're testing my patience, yeah, doctor." Testing my patience. That guy's a really good actor. The guy from Temple of Doom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ruffin Seath is yeah. a good actor. He's yeah, a good, good, good guy. Actor. He's still working. I've still seen working. him in some yeah, other yeah, stuff. Yeah, like, nice, you know. Nice. Yeah, um, he wasn't he in. Um, but he was a kind of funny choice to be. One of, one of the most recent films I saw him in was like Tiger or something, which was a Salman Khan film. All right. Like basically, he plays some kind of professor. Okay. You know, and that's when he meets his then wife because she's the assistant to the professor. The professor's got some information that someone's trying to nick. Right. So that's when I when okay. I saw so him. So he was still doing in, stuff. Yeah. In Bollywood films. Um, going back to the film, uh, there's the at that point. 
uh, Chung Lee and Chung Lee and them lot think that Ryu and Ken are bad because they meet the them at game. the yeah because they cause, no because what happens is, is that Chung Lee goes to pay her respects to Gal and get some information. No, but she's, she meets she's him in the mall. She's infiltrating the base to get something. Like she's wearing her ninja thing. outfit, isn't it? Yeah, so she does a ninja thing. Right? She wants to get some info from yeah. the Then the she mall. finds out that Gal's alive. Yeah. So when she, she when she finds out Gal's alive, Gal's like, I'm going to arrest you because you're getting in my way. It's not about your personal vendetta. Yeah. It's about mine. Yeah, exactly. You know? But then she escapes. Yeah. She does a little kind of backflip, but she looks so cool. Yeah. She used to blow me away. You know, yeah. almost every scene she was in, she was such a badass. I so badly yeah. want to work with her. She's so yeah. wicked. And then she, and then he's like, hey, get back here. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And so she jumps out. He's like, you know, and she's like, he's like what a screw up. He's like, yeah. what a woman. <laughs> That line is so funny. <laughs> that is just... Oh, man, it's those films got such funny bits in it. Yeah. I love that movie. You know, I just have such a fondness for it. It just, It's just a good movie, like, silly, you know? The thing is, we used to watch it, like, to, so much on VHS mm. at home. We used to watch that a lot, mm. like, when we were bored and stuff. Yeah, it was, like, like one of my go-to go to feel-good films, like, yeah. you know... It, I, I like it. And it's, it's, like I said, it's bizarre that they made a adaptation of the movie into a game. Yeah. So there was like a Street Fighter the movie video game. It's made by some third party developer. And they used the same kind of, like we discussed this in um, the, the special yeah. about um, them rasterizing the movie actors and turning it into a, a more combat blood bloodstorm bloodstorm lookalike kind of game and the game is all right because they can do all the moves yeah. that you don't see in the film so i was like hey this game uh, is kind of cool yeah and at that time I obviously it, the though. consoles couldn't play the 60 frames arcade quality like you play the arcade version the arcade version looks smooth, amazing right and it? it looks smooth and yeah. it's really well made they had to really dumb down and optimize the console versions to play on the mm. old consoles at that time. You can compare them. You know, like when you see like Mortal Kombat, yeah, the arcade one is like really pure, and the one that's very close to the arcade is the Pro port on the Mega Drive. Yeah, you know, like um, it has a really good soundtrack. Even even the arcade one doesn't have the same kind of soundtrack that Pro modifies. Also, like the bit where love that to like you. how did they turn? Blanka starts turning like semi. They use these weird mutagens and steroids to get Yeah, I didn't understand that bit. Goofy. I was like, what is all this? Just don't shit? get that. Here's, here's, some, here's some slush puppy, yeah. here's some here's mango, some Fanta, you know, Fanta and Buble, and here you go. You know? <laughs> Fanta Blanca. Fanta Blanca. <laughs> That's how they made Blanca. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> what else, else happens in the film? There's the market scene, which is quite good, like Chung Li, Ming Na, oh, I love that dancing scene. around the whole, in the, the barrel, doing the magic. Tent, tent market you know, scene. then there's like the comedy the, about that. That takes the piss because there's like there's like that Arab guy saying like, "Oh, I'm selling you the helicopter," you know, with the yeah, that kind of feels like hot shots and thing. It's very yeah. hot shots yeah. feeling. Barely used. Um, it was, that, that was at the same time that, that Hot Shots came out. Yeah, so it's so got a lot era. of the kind of sensibility. So it's kind of jokes. So, so the hidden humor in the film the is something market. that makes the film very unique because they go to the black market. Yeah. Arms uh, Bazaar. Arms Bazaar, yeah. yeah. And kind of like the Arms Bazaar in Tomorrow Never Dies. Bison and Cigar are having a little party, mm. and all his minions are there. So Vega's there. Uh, Zangief's there. They're all Dalsim's enjoying each other's there, company. And Dalsim, uh, no, sorry, not Dalsim, DJ is like. Uh, 
uh, pruning over all the dancers and stuff, and he's getting happy. Yeah. And his mouth was Chun-Li, watering when they all came yeah, out. Chun Li turns up, and um, she's dressed as a ballerina or something. Ken's got the hotness for her. Ken fancies her. He yeah. Fancies her hard. And yeah. Ken's like, listen. So man, there's no Eliza. We gotta get. They're, they're having a chit chat. So obviously Ken's single. He's like, listen, stuff. we gotta report to Colonel Gar. We gotta. We gotta yeah. take Ken. Where the fuck are you going? Like, you know, he disappeared. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. But then he meets her, and then she does something to him. She like knocks him out, right? And then when yeah. when Ken Ryu comes, that's to find another him, cut scene because it looks like it's been <sighs> cut down for pacing. Because Ryu also tries to fight. E yeah, Honda he, for a bit and she's like enough and then she's like enough and then they talk which is and another then, more combat thing yeah and then <laughs> something else happens they tie him up too which is silly so um, they tie up Ken and Reed I'm not really too sure what happens there why they get tied up um, no they don't get tied up they come back while they were talking they don't get tied up because they're talking uh, Bison and Sagat and then he goes these are the monies yeah and he goes what's this shit and he goes oh, yeah, he goes Bison this dollars. will be these Bison dollars will be worth the equivalent of five English pounds after I yeah. kidnapped their queen. And he's like, you raving lunatic. Yeah. And then, and then Bison and the men, they put guns at each other. That's then right. Ken comes. Ken tries to talk to, to Sagat and so he gets captured. And then, and then, then Reed tries to talk to Bison. He gets choked and he goes, where are these spies? And then he he's goes, like, there yeah. they are. And then when they open the thing, she's like, like, Bison and set. Sagat. You know, your weapons are about to blow you sky high. Ah, yeah. Happy landings, you know, yeah. and then the truck's coming down. Yeah, and and then everyone's like, where's the truck? Where's the truck? And he's like, quick, change the channel. Yeah, that's the funniest line. <laughs> that's like, the funniest. And they're like, what? <laughs> like, they're all looking at like, what the hell? <laughs> and, then, and then they like evacuate and then they escape and they're like, search the camp, find Chung Li and them lot. And then Chung Li. No, then there's that massive explosion because the truck yeah. hits something. And there's a missing and it blows scene. Up. There's a missing scene there and then where there's a weird ADR dialogue. Of yeah, was like search the camp, find Chung Li, you yeah. know, like whatever. But they get captured. But we don't see that. That's yeah. what's a shame. Because they feel shit. Yeah, like Ken feels shit, and he's like, he's like, looks at her, and he's like, you know, says something to her. She spits at him, and then he like wipes his face with his tongue, and he's going, "You're gonna dehydrate yourself," yeah. you know. And he's like, "Man, this sucks. This sp- we're supposed to be the good guys like them, you know." To and he goes, honest, "And Ryu says I'm not feeling too good either." There's some lines like that one, yeah, which were way ahead of their time because you only kind of see that kind of quip in certain films nowadays. Yeah. For that time period, the film's script was very. Yeah. I'd then say they throw away smart. their suits, and he goes, "Now you look like bison troopers." Yeah, you know, and they have the geese, they have the geese, and that's yeah. where Ryu and Ken get their kind of signature geese, but they're bison geese. Yeah, so it's like, so odd. And they have all those lines. Yeah, bison's the best. Blah blah blah. While yeah. everyone's training and shit, and he's like, "I'll see you in the commissary." What I don't understand is like this is what I never understood is like why does bison have men learning martial arts if he has an army? That's his own private army. Those are those why guys, the skull soldiers. Know, they don't really need to know martial arts. Hand to hand combat to take on the. UN, you know, and hand hand. stuff no, like that. No martial arts. They're just learning everything to, to have an overall. So he's like overfunded. Skill. Yeah, <laughs> he he's basically from what I was able to piece together from being a young kid to now is that he started off as a mercenary, like uh, you know, like an ex-soldier, and then built his own private army and then made him a self-proclaimed he's general. He's basically in this universe. He's the big boss. He is. He's, like, know, big he's like big boss. Yeah, he's kind of like or big he's boss. Like, he wants his uh, own shit. He's like, um, what's his face? Um, Colonel Miller, but more evil. Yeah, I, I would say the best thing is like an evil snake. Yeah, he, he wanted to make his own boss, Zanzibar, which boss, is yeah. Shadow Law. Big Boss is an yeah. evil snake. So he wanted to take over Shadow Law, oh. 
and he wanted to make Bisonopolis yeah. on top of it. He want he that kind of Thai-ish era area that made up area in like Thailandy kind yeah, of shadowing. You know, like it's supposed to be like a Burma but kind it's, of Thailand it's also, it's also kind of area. In this film, they say Shadowloo. Yeah, not Shadow, shadow Law. Yeah, and it was sometimes some sort of sometimes that problem with the Capcom and they couldn't make yeah, their Capcom, mind Yeah, Capcom, Capcom kind of go back and forth between that because sometimes in animes they call it Shadow Law, his organization. Yeah. But in the games now they call them Shadowloo. Yeah. So, so Shadowloo is the bad organization. It's in Street Fighter Five they call Shadowloo. Yeah. You know, whereas in this, the fictional island state it's called Shadowloo in the movie. Yeah. In the 94 yeah. movie. So yeah. there's a bit of a kind of and there's there. little 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 harkbacks to the to the video game. Like you see the arcade sticks on his little portable. Yeah, that's uh, the minefield bit. Uh, lift you know, with the no, with no, the no, wireframes he has it, isn't it? Yeah, because he uses it to unlock the mines when he's trying to take out Guile. You know, when the speedboat bit happens, the line is quite good. That that line he delivers. You know, we have to go home, but I'm not gonna go home. I'm gonna go and beat Bison's ass. Mm. You know that. No, that go bit. back. Go back to the best bit in the film. What's the, the best Chun-Li bit in the film? Bison bit. Oh, I love that bit. That's also an amazing highlight, even though the fight is so brief. Yeah. Where they're talking in, and he says it's Tuesday. He's got his different kind of outfits. He's trying to seduce her, and then and then she's like, you know, we've never even since you arrived on the island, we haven't even seen you throw a punch. Yeah. Or throw a kick. You've always hid behind your sumo oh, and, and your, your boxer. boxer. And she's like. That's exactly what I wanted you to think. Yes, I. <laughs> you know, I love that bit. It's so animated. Oh, like, that, that, that bit was so one of my animated. favorite bits. And the slow mo when she delivers the like, kick. <laughs> <laughs> that was so cool. Yeah. I really thought she was gonna whoop him a bit. Yeah. Then somebody was gonna come from behind or something like Zangief and throw her yeah. or something into something. Yeah. But then they all come to try and save her. Yeah, which is a... Oh, the bit with the um, the torturer is funny. <laughs> yeah. Where he zens out and the guy keeps breaking the whip sticks and then he goes to get like a, a clipper or something. But yeah. then um, thingy punches them. Ken and Ryu punch that guy out at the okay. same time. When they come in, they get jumped by... Balrog and E Honda, and he goes, We can lead you out there. You know, and he's like, the, What's the, he saying? The bit when they both punch him is cut out sometimes as well. Yeah. But also, them getting choked out, and he goes, I said, We're on the same. He said, I think you can lead us outside. He goes, No, yeah. we're on the same side. I then, said, We're on the same side. Then they, then they all, then they all team up, and then they try to help her. But that's the distraction. So yeah. they ruined it for her. She was about to deliver some killer chi blow on his ass. You know, like blow his heart out or rip his heart out or something. <laughs> yeah. And 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 he Walk ran away and pressed the button and gassed them. So then that's it. And yeah, then, I thought that was pretty extreme. Then there's a little bit of a transition shot where he's like... <laughs> his teeth, yeah. And he looks like his own skull. And then they cut it. Where do they put them after that? Oh, they tie them all up on the railing. Because that's, that's right. when he does that. Fat boy this. You know, like after. Yeah. So so they're all caught and they're all They're just there. watching Bison do his yeah. minion thing. Then what happens is Guile has his line where the AN forces say we're going to give in to Bison's demands. And he's like, what is he going to do when he kidnaps more British, people? Same British actor from Ace Ventura. Yeah. Because that was when, you know, like Ace Ventura and that kind of came out at the same time. So so they, that was really good. He played a very good uh, character in that, that kind of um, Thule you know, yeah. uh, uh, those Brit. annoying Brits. He's like, we've given into his demand. Yeah. You know that kind of stuff. He goes, what's gonna happen when he when he kidnaps more 
Tomorrow, Lost and then ask for 50 million. 50 million, 100 yeah. million. Yeah, and then... and Trenno, then you lost your mind. And then he's like, he's like no, no, you've lost your balls. You lost your balls. Yeah, <laughs> which is so funny. Then when he talks to everyone, he's like, he's like okay, we're, we're, we're going to go home. But I ain't going home. Yeah. You know? I'm going to get in my boat, and I'm going to travel up river, and I'm going to whoop Spicer's ass so hard that the next bison wannabe is going to feel it. Now, who wants to go home, and who wants to go with me? Yeah. You know? And everyone's like, yeah, we'll go with you. Man, fuck, we're going to kill. Yeah. You know? And then they all get, you know, amped up. And then everyone just goes. And then he has that wicked stealth boat, which looks like a... Um, Thunder in Paradise, kind of like yeah, the same yeah, team like who a, made like Thunder in Paradise. It looks like a boat. retrofit of that Thunder in Paradise. Yeah, no, but it's boat. a slightly different boat. It looked, but it looked wicked. Like man. I love the look of that boat. Stuff. You know, Some and good, then good design. Yeah, it was good so cool. Design. And then he does his stealth stuff, which is very nineties. Oh, we're yeah. activating the stealth and stuff. So, so that bit was that cool. was a weird trend in nineties shows where yeah. something had to have some stealth. That bit really and then felt like a visual so that effect. That bit of the film, that bit of the film, just felt like Thunder, like an episode of Thunder in Paradise, because yeah. he had all these base defenses with these chain guns, and he goes perimeter defenses are going offline. What is it? Then they were able to basically break his stealth, so you could see it cutting the wave. And then the stealth broke, and they were like, "Oh, it's a ship." So Colonel Gal survived. There's a stupid bit, yeah, where they're looking at the massive Titantron monitor, yeah, and it's the same angle where the boat's coming, and yeah. you can see that there's a wake being created on the river. So what good is the stealth? The stealth yeah. is obviously. I know that the stealth is there to jam the radar. It's an optical camouflage, which and is very interesting. On I don't the understand. film, you see it as an optical camouflage, but the, it's supposed to serve a purpose. But it's kind of defunct if somebody can see a metal object breaking the waves on the river. You know, it's it's, it's debatable funny. because you could, from far away, not really notice it. You might think it's just like some animals, or like yeah. a fish or something. Yeah, like but, underwater fish. But then he does the minefield bit where he has the arcade stick. He has a couple of sandwich sticks or something like that, yeah? And he's, like, using it, and it's, like, Capcom sounds, you know, like, and things. And then he destroys the boat, and they... Yeah, they, he's you know, like, game Yeah, and he's also, he also puts in some kind of a VHS or high 8 tape into the <laughs> car, and he watches this French video... Of him hanging around, ha- hanging out in France with Carlos, and they're like chatting up some birds or something. Yeah. And he's remembering that memory. I'm like, number one, who filmed that? Yeah. Right. That memory. And two, what is the tape that he's put on? Is it high eight? Yeah, I think or so. Or something. Yeah, he's just like, probably. You know. So, but then they get off. Right. They survive. The boat gets blown up, and they're like, Yeah, we killed Carl again. And everyone's like, Oh no, Carl died again. You know what I mean? But he didn't. Then there's the bit where they're on the island, and they and he does those two thrust kicks. Right, like the side side karate kicks, he takes those two guys out, but they've repeated the footage twice. Yeah. So he's kicked the guy once, yeah, but they've used it twice to make it look like two different reaction. Right. Then there's a bit where Kylie does, oh, thrust kick, and then she she kind of like does a handstand and knocks the other guy out, and then T Hawk. I don't know what T Hawk does there. I've just forgotten. He just does an uppercut. He does some kind of weird uppercut, but they use that three times in the edit. That kind of takedown hits because later on when they're doing the press on the island you know the the island base right they reuse that footage twice of t-hawk doing sure, his yeah, uppercut yeah. which is a bit strange but there's a there's a bit there where they're like okay colonel you're gonna go down we're gonna secure this area and then they repel him down and he falls a bit and then they're like colonel you okay and he's like yeah i'm okay you know yeah, like classic, yeah. right and, there's, and there's like a giant tarantula on his leg and then he's like okay you guys call everyone in i'm going <coughs> to investigate and he goes down this weird cave kind of like shoot 
And then he ends up downstairs in the area where Blanca's going to come and kill all the hostages. Yeah. He's going to use Blanca as his first super soldier. There, he runs into uh, Blanca, who grabs him, and yeah. he fires off he, a shot. He looks like his gun falls. Yeah. That, that's also cut, the bullet shot. Yeah, because he fires a shot, but it falls, his gun. Yeah. Then he talk, he's about to kill Blanca, because he's like, oh, what happened to me? I'm oh, monster, help me. Yeah. You know, like he's, he's in some kind of beast mode. Like, he's mentally broken, and then he, his gun is jammed, so he pops the brass out, resets his gun, and he's like, I'm going to help you, and then I'm going to make them pay. And he's like, you have no right to yeah. kill him. The very philosophical kind of, like, Gandhi style comes <laughs> out of nowhere, and he's like, you know, listen, you do this. And what what also happens, there's a, there's a scene that I totally omitted that we've forgotten about where... Dalsim wants to help Carlos to be good still. So he switches, so he switches the video feed, you know, to give him more care about so humanity. 50, 50% compassionate, 50% yeah. homicidal. Also, he gets <laughs> caught out by the heavy, who's like the supervising scientist, because my scientist will, will deal with his body. You will just deal with his mind. He throws Dalsim or pushes Dalsim into that stuff. Yeah. So it all falls on Dalsim. But then it's Blanca that beats that guy up. He lifts him up and throws him. Yeah. And kills him or something. Yeah. You know, and then all it's the gas like goes everywhere. Really it's like a horror moment. Like, oh, like a kind of horror yeah. scare moment. Horror scene, yeah. Yeah. And then after that is when we see that bit. But one of my favorite bits happens in the entire film, that wicked heroic moment where they're like counting down the machine coming yeah, the and the thing comes tube, up the and then all those anarchy. weird 90s blades come up yeah, to make it look scary. I think they out. were designed to basically make it scary. Yeah. Then he gets torpedo launched out. And I'm not sure if that was intentional by the chair. It was supposed to launch the beast into them. But Gao jumps out and he does that wicked battle cry and he kicks him so but nobody, hard. Nobody explains that. Oh, uh, uh, Colonel Bison, you know, there should have been a guy. We've got the pneumatic chair ready yeah. for the minion. How, mu- how yeah. many PSI do you want him yeah. to how, launch? How much PSI? Yeah, how much PSI okay. do you want him right. to launch? Because I'm saying I'll it now. That. Right. Yeah. Okay. And then. Bison's like, shut up, Alfred, just do it. Shut up, just do it. <laughs> Elliot, do your job. Yeah, do your job. <laughs> I'm Bison. Elliot the tech dude. <laughs> so, yeah, just... so basically, basically the 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 kick is good. The fight there, and then there's a wicked gun shooting, yeah, gun and all kind of wicked gun fighting there. That's when he br- when, what's when that he guy saying? breaks the thing. Hunkuli or something. He's speaking some weird language. Really I don't know what sure. language he's speaking. Like some... That guy. You know, like uh, Esperanto or Thai yeah. or something. Yeah, and it's yeah. one of like Bison's guards, and the the Bison guard costume I like. They're good. Lot. Yeah, they, they look, look quite nice. good. They look like stormtroopers. Stormtroopers. Yeah. yeah, but he he does a wicked thing where he shoots a few people with his beret, like time crisis, and then he does this wicked sidekick and he takes out the lock because he's like shoot the hostages, and then he closes the thing and then kicks it. You know, no, like to that stop that guy them. almost presses the button. He has to stat- he throw the knife at him. Oh yeah, he does that in a minute. He gets a small <laughs> combat knife and throws it into the back of that dude, but the guy still falls on it. Yeah. So the alarm goes everywhere, the whole base, because he runs out, you know, yeah, on his yeah, Beretta. Yeah, yeah. Then later on, he gets an MP5 and he does this kind of arm shooting, like steady, <laughs> kind of like at least at least Van Damme can shoot better than Steven Seagal. That's true. You know, yeah. like like you know Van Damme, Van Damme can probably Seagal do some good gun work. Shit, yeah. You know, so um, if it was St- Steven Seagal versus Van Damme, like he'd be KO'd. Like in like a few seconds, like and then and then the other guys fight. Um, Ken and Ryu, I don't know what happens to them. They disappear for a bit. No, they meet, they meet Guile. You know, with the MP5 bit, 
in the meantime, because oh, the yeah, base... He says, I got two first yeah. class tickets out of here. Yeah, and he goes, you guys go get the hostages out and I'll get you two fast first class tickets home, okay? And then they're going to go and get the hostages to help them, yeah? And also, uh, Chung Lee's Lee doing something. They're also helping. I don't know. They were trying to find a way out, yeah? yeah. Um, there's a big problem there where Chung Lee just kind of disappears. Like they couldn't figure out what yeah, to do with her. Yeah, yeah. And that's a waste of Ming Na there. She, she, there's a fat gap between that scene with Guile protecting them and giving them cover fire to the yeah. bit where there's she a couple of kicks. finds the hostages with Balrog. Bison, and... uh, Balrog hits a guy. Uh, e Honda hits a dude and she grabs a guy and goes, Aah! and she yeah. kind of like kicks him and smashes the guy's head. head in yeah. into something. Then they talk, you know, for a bit. In the meantime, the guys start oozing um, at, um, you know, they use their Kalashnikovs to shoot at um, Kylie and T-Hawk and they have a wicked gun bit. Yeah, yeah. she's like shooting. But Kylie, Kylie's got this massive Beretta that looks really oversized for her hand. Like, I personally would have given her a Beretta Cheetah yeah. or something so that, you know, her aim was better. Because that M92F looks too big. You know, she's like shooting, but it just looks like the recall's too much. Yeah. Yeah, and then and then think he's got some kind of P, P92 or something like that. He's I got some... he's got like an MP5. No, no, no. He's got this little... He's got this little Walter. Oh, But it's a okay. Walter P... P Not a P99, but a P97 or something. The one that replaced the PPK. Yeah. Yeah, you know the one P22 or something. Because it looks like he has one of those. Or a Heckler and Koch copy. So he's shooting that, and he just looks... It just looks tiny in his hand. I was just thinking, if you wanted a moment of T-Hawk right there, T-Hawk should have had like a double-barreled M16. You know, he could have just been shooting with one arm, you know, like sure, taking yeah. them out or something. You know what I mean? Like yeah, or he could have got some wicked tomahawks and thrown yeah. them into some dudes or that's something. That's some Nightwolf shit. Yeah, yeah, some Nightwolf stuff, or maybe use a bow and arrow. That would have been quite cool. Uh, so that's a missed opportunity there. Um, the other thing that's quite cool, though, is the, the location that they use. They shot somewhere in Thailand. Yeah, it's they? beautiful. That so location, it's a beautiful place they you know, where they're shooting some, all those bits and squibs and stuff. Temple, and they had like squibs exploding and everything. People yeah. flying and explosions and shit and mud being thrown around. The other thing we forgot about, yeah, is a completely made up character of Captain Sawada. Yeah, Captain Sawada was originally supposed to be Faelong, but then they decided yeah. not to do it because it would be. They were worried that maybe That's the so Bruce Lee estate story would because say they stuff. originally wanted this Japanese actor to play Faelong and be an important. Capcom wanted this character to be important in the film, mm. but they couldn't. Like the director and Capcom couldn't come to a, a, a mutual agreement on how that character would play into the story. So he just wrote Captain Sawada as a original character. original character who worked with Guile to save the hostages, you know, in his... Uh... There's that kind of like silly Japanese kind of <coughs> Godzilla, fun, like Godzilla moment because Zangief and him start fighting. DJ on the other, uh, uh, runs away to try and get his money. Yeah. So he steals from the vault, but it turns out to be bison dollars at the end. Yeah. Um, so when he... When Thingy fights him, they fall through the floor and the model, you know, the and city. the model, and they're taking out the model. So there's like a joke there, but he does hundred hand slap a bit, you know, like a little bit, like in a, in a shot, you know, when they cut back. Um, that's where Chung Lee kind of disappears, you know. Yeah, that's because we we're we're spending a lot of time with Ken and Ryu, and they're arguing about. Oh, where are you going, man? we got to help the hospital. There's an explosion. Like, ah, and then, I don't want to go. Yeah, there's an explosion. And then Ken chickens out. He's like, fuck it, man. I'm out here. You know? <laughs> and he's that, like, what are you doing? I, man? People I are dying upstairs. Too, because it's like little Cammy with a rocket launcher shooting at the door. It is. It's Cammy. Cammy fires a RPG like at, uh, the door. at the gate. 
the front of the base gets destroyed and it hits some of the some of the fallout. The ricochet kind of explodes near them, and then Damien Chapa starts chickening out. Like Ken, yeah. Ken starts to get a bit yellow, and then um, and then Ryu goes, "There's people upstairs fighting upstairs, dying upstairs." And he goes, "Yeah, but they get paid for it. We don't. Are uh, you coming or not?" And he's like, "No." And then they separate, and then they get pissed off. And then he goes somewhere, and then Ryu gets jumped by Vega. He gets cut, and he's like... No, you can see him on the TV. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Ryu, they're going to jump you or something. He gets cut. Ryu, Yeah, and he goes, where were we? And he goes, where were we? And he kicks him, and he goes, you were losing. Yeah. And I was like, but they didn't even fight. So how how was it that they they fought? (laughs) They didn't even... They didn't even have a fight. But that... They were losing. So I think he does rolling flash, you know, for a bit. But then he gets he gets sort of ganged up after beating up Vega a bit. Uh, I love his prop blade. The prop blade looks amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks like Wolverine. And his little woody one, the woody replacement. The wood one I like it too that he made in the prison. In the prison. Like was made by from birds. How did he make that in prison? How much time did he have on his hands? He just he just took out some birds and then (laughs) dried their uh, dried their legs. He killed a crow. (laughs) He killed the ostrich. (laughs) Ostrich legs. Ostrich legs. Uh, Ostrich foot. I gotta make this claw, damn it. Yeah. yeah, and then and then the other the other thing is is that like he <laughs> he kind of they have a fight and the fight's whack like the fight some is of bad. some of the the action they, the, is crap. The Ken David Chapa just cannot fight, mm. and neither can West Studio. I'm sorry, Wes, but you you and you and Damien just couldn't do a good. What were they doing for that scene? It's there just was so a bit slow. when he there was a bit where Ryu burns him a bit, you know, on the on the thing. He burns his yeah, face. Yeah, he burns his face. He on burns the, Jay's face. And Jay's which is, his which mask is very off. funny because it's just like how Chun Li scratches Vegas' face in the animated one. So it's both similar. Remember? How does no? Um, or she kicks Chun Li doesn't scratch his she face. He scratches it. her. She heals and twists and squishes his face, so she breaks his cheek. Well, something happens. Like, ah, it's like there's face. always a gag about hurting Vegas' face mm. in, the, in the films. Do you know what I mean? And then what happens is that it's an A to B story. So Chung Li and Chung Li manages with to find the Bison. hostages. It's Bison and Chung Li actually, and you know, we forget about this because it's really forgettable. Bison punches. Um, uh, Bison, I was about to say. Balrog punches the pneumatic controls, and it opens up, and everyone gets free. And then you know Chung Li's crying or something like that. she goes tear gas or something you know or something you know the pigtails she's like you know yeah. braids and she's like who's you're talking you know and then they're like you know a girl moment you yeah. know like some silly kind of like woman moment there that they that doesn't really kind of fully kind of pan out well sure and that bit was a bit stupid even as a kid I found that kind of naffy I was like okay why are they criticizing what they're wearing you yeah. know as chicks it's very cliche you know, I thought that, that was a bit like that yeah. because they're both powerful women. They don't really need to be talking like that to each other. Yeah. They should have been beating the shit out of people. What should have fucking happened, which would have been should really have been wicked. Team. Well, yeah, exactly. I would have had this wicked moment where out of nowhere, these guards come and they're about to shoot the the hostages, you know, and, and Chung Lee and her, she does a wicked, yeah. she does a spiral arrow. Chung Lee flips and does a spinning bird kick, but it's like a half spinning bird kick, like a real one. Yeah, like realistically. So she flips on Chung Lee on... Um, on Cammy's shoulders and kicks the guy with a double kick. That would have been enough. Yeah. You know, that would have been enough yeah, to make exactly. it wicked. You know, and cool. then and then and then Captain Sawada should have gone out and hailed the bullets. Japanese lady, no! <laughs> 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 Captain Sawada. <laughs> <laughs> 
avenge me. Let's, let's, let's go back to the epic <laughs> epic fight that Van Damme and uh, Bison have. Good like, choreography. Bison. Van Damme carries a hell of a lot of that fight. You know, having to basically do all the flashy stuff. Like he does the flash kicks against the There's, there's a the funny thing, cut though that's bell. really bad. Like when they're fighting on the balcony, yeah. Yeah. Guile punches him and then... Flexes uh, his bicep with that tattoo? Flexes his bicep. Then uh, they're fighting. No, after we cut back to their fighting, mm-hmm. he's kicking him a little bit, yeah. and then he chokes him. Yeah, and then he the... gets loose, and then starts choking him again. It's a repeat shot. It's really it is. bad. It's, it's utilizing two shots, two camera angles to make it longer. Yeah, you know what I mean. And that was us learning editing very early on, it's true, and sort yeah. of picking up on that. Also, there's the bell bit where he kind of smacks Bison against the bell, and he gets kicked onto the floating platform. Then, he's then he falls. He's hanging from yeah, the platform. He falls, and then Gal does a kind of battle cry when he drops. Like, ah! I love that. Back. I thought that looked cool. Yeah, ah! you he's know, then, being Van yeah, Damme. and then and then they fight. He does a couple of roundhouses when he's about to deliver a sidekick. His kicks are so good in that film. Yeah, They're full extension, full flexibility. His it's really so good. good. I mean, he's always shot, had great flexibility. The thing is, Van Damme is always meticulous about how he shows his moves. He's always had good screen presence. You know, like. Yeah. A very good screen presence with his kick. The, angles, the fact that he can the do the full execution. split Van Damme kicks are really good. You know, like uh, that was his signature. Does he, does he do the splits in this film? He does. He finishes off. He finishes off Bison with his classic signature kick. No, no, no. Does he do the splits, not the split kick, not the helicopter kick? Oh, you mean does he do his Johnny Cage kind of split? That I can't remember. I don't think so. I don't believe so. He does a flash kick though. I a don't think of times. so. Uh, he does a song sort of flash I always kick. mix up the splits with the Power Rangers movie when the guy goes um, talk about splitting head yeah Billy <laughs> the Billy stunt the, double the Billy stunt double does a wicked splits yeah. and he misses the blade from the, yeah. the curry warrior but the guy looks like Billy so is it actually Billy David Josh doing it I think what they did is they gave the guy a wig and okay. they did some dodgy face replacement right back okay. in the day mm. uh, to make it look like Billy. that was well done because, because in the series they did three layers of ninjing <laughs> yeah that so was, instead of that the was second layer of ninjing yeah, so that's called ninja but the ninja power covers the eye completely the stuntman the mask yeah yeah so they're fully masked um, so then yeah it, it comes to a final showdown and uh, we had a really good time during the 90s with all these martial arts Shows we had Power Rangers, we had all these wicked movies, we had all these cool cartoons. But how does what I don't understand still is that he kicks Bison. It kind of ends a bit too early, and then they it seems like they had to add on. A he does a bit. hook kick on Bison, and Bison goes flying into the console console, and he gets electrocuted. Yeah, and he's like, ah, uh, and yeah. then and then his chest gets pumped, defibrillated from behind. I don't know what it is. How? It's like built into a suit. But what they don't reveal is, is that his suit has things built in to keep him alive. Yes, yeah, like very advanced. And then he comes back from the dead. So <laughs> there's so, no explanation. So I think he's talking on some video communication device, you know, which is like an early form of iPad. Yeah. You know, like Apple obviously giving him a prototype. You know, like giving that <laughs> up the hookup. Tim Cook's like, I'm working on something. Hey. No, it was Tim. It was Steven. <laughs> Steven. <laughs> Steven. Old man Steve. Yeah. Because because I remember IMAX saves the day in ID four. <laughs> it was a mac that defeated the alien so yeah he turns around and then bison's standing in front of him and he's like shocked like how the fuck is this guy alive and then he opens up his arms like this and he just electrocutes the crap out of him 
And then Vanna's like, oh. oh, oh. Then they then they cut to the they cut to the intensity of the fight between uh, Ryu and thing. I think if I remember the timing right. And there's more fighting going on outside where the UN are winning. You know, they're driving the forces. Oh back, yeah, and Zangief firing, like, helps them with the door. Yeah, so Zangief helps them with he the door turns. after he's like, you know, Quick, I gotta go, way. you know, and stuff. Zangief will do that near the very end. Come back, coward! Come yeah. back. That's when the basis, like, coward, at like, him. yeah. Then, then there's that bit, and then E Honda does something. He's like, "Come on, stop fighting with the guy. Let's go." He's got gotta go do something, and then the other bit, right, is, um, Ryu does a horrible fireball, which is just a, a editing flash, flash, yeah, which I which I cringe to this day when I see that still, even though Byron sells it, you know, like it, it's wasted, right, and then he breaks the the gauntlet, the gauntlet falls off, and then he does a hurricane kick which but is straight assisted, around. but it's forward facing yeah i don't know why they did it that way when they could have done the other way around because <laughs> he just goes whoop, whoop. because there were so many people who could do trick kicking and that's when trick kicking became very famous because people yeah. were so frustrated at that because it's actually physically possible for you to do some kind of variant of the hurricane kick and at least do 360 or a 540 kick Taekwondo style, yes. which which is nothing like the artificial looking hurricane kick where you float like a helicopter, yeah. you know, and the Tatsumaki is like forward, but you could have done it like that, of you know, like a very intense, of course, wicked or even fight. a build up of a couple of kicks, yeah, like a whirlwind kick. So 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 there's that, right? And then and then Ken just defeats. West Studi by using the weights on him and like hits yeah, so him with a weight thing. And then thing. they just both leave. And he does a he does he's supposed to do a shuriken like a shuriken, but he doesn't he does he half asses it. He doesn't even fully commit. <laughs> he just does a more uppercut. Yeah, and then the and then the weight <laughs> thing falls on uh, like a golden Buddha statue falls on Ga- uh, Sagat and he gets defeated, you know, and and then that's it. And then they run off. Yeah. So after they both get defeated, he's like ah ah on the floor, Jay. He's like ah I'm dead. You know, yeah. leave me alone. You know, kind of shit. Then all that shit happens with the base is getting all screwed up and destroyed. Bison's electrocuting the crap out of Gar. Gar's going. Yeah, he's ah! proper mangling him. Like he's going blah blah blah. Yeah, blah, blah. Like, and he's like, ah, ah, he goes flying. Yeah. Then he then he's like then he's like oh it's just simple electromagnetism. Yeah. You know, like my boots like will make the me levitate trains. from like the bullet trains in Kolkata uh, or something. Yeah. I don't know. Um, then he flies with his glow boots. Then it becomes yeah, a bit moonwalkery. You know, I don't know. He's got like these glowy boots, and then basically they give him levitation powers. And he's like, I'm like, like a, like lightning. I come down like a god or something. I don't know. You're saying some yeah, so over stuff. the top of that. Yeah, man. and then he 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 starts. I thought this film has gone next level now. What's he, he gonna do? He starts doing his psycho psycho flying punches. Instead of Psycho Crusher. Yeah, so he's doing these weird psycho punches where he's like, ah, Yeah, and he beats up Gar more. Then Gar finally kills him by, well, or supposedly kills him by doing his wicked split kick. You know, his classic split kick. Yeah. There's two wicked... It's like a double cut. There are two wicked Van Damme films where he does the split kick wicked. This film, he does it fantastic. And in Hard Target, he does it wicked when he shoots the guy with his finger. Double team. I don't remember him doing it in double team. He does it against Bolo. Okay, so yeah, he does it against Bolo. It's good against Bolo. Yeah. But my two favorites are for the hard target one where he kicks a cigarette out of the guy's oh, mouth after he shoots the shit out of that dude. Bit. You know, I love hard, hard target still to this day is my favorite Van Damme film. 
You know? And then he goes flying into the large TV screens and explodes. I also like Time Cop. Time Cop's a good What about thing. the end bit? The end bit's a bit weird as well, where they all escape. He flies into the thing, then the base is going to get destroyed. The countdown of the base he is leaves, He thing. leaves Blanca and Dalsim. He, he goes down. They're looking for why. him. He, no, he goes to see them, and they're like, we're going to stay. You know, and atone for our sins, which is weird. It all makes right. no sense. Uh, I they could have fixed Blanca. Exactly. And then that's, I always find that stupid as a kid, even. And then and why is he bald? I don't know. He He's miraculously head. just turned into Dalsim for it's no like apparent reason. It's like he lost his hair. He lost his hair. He lost his clothes. Mm. He just got some stupid uh, the ring the thing from the chain. Yeah, the kind of it was uh, just a weird, weird hash, uh, a rehash or like that's where it starts to fall watch. apart a bit. Yeah. The then they watch all they all make it out and they're like, oh no, Colonel Dal died, and then he emerges from the rubble. <laughs> so cliche. And then, like, and, then he, and then he's looking at Cammy like, oh, you're crying, and she's like, oh, tear gas surfer on the way out, yeah. you know, and stuff. And he's like, oh, I'm gonna check up with you and stuff, and you know, I can just tell, yeah, I can just tell him and him and Kylie hooked up, you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. a little thing on the yeah. side. Because I, I think if if I'm not mistaken, Kylie says she had she had a fling with him. No, it's the other way around. Well, yeah. Okay, so it's open to interpretation. Yeah. Views, and then it, right it ends there. on the funniest uh, thing. It ends on the signature move. Yeah. And it has a Street Fighter logo. Street Fighter. So that was cool. And then does it have outtakes or what is it on the credits? That guy, he sounds like the radio announcer. Yeah, it's like Good Morning Shadowloo, like Good Morning Vietnam kind of thing. The other thing is that DJ is escaping well, but the so guard funny. catches up to him but yeah. then they find out like, that wait. it's just bison dollars so they both failed you know and obviously Sagat's just laughing you know it's crazy because like Capcom actually did finance a lot of the film you know it wouldn't, mm. it wouldn't have been made the way it was if Capcom you told me that you saw um, a Stephen D'Souza interview a very rare one what was he talking about in that uh, he was just talking about how I think it was about like how they were trying to get Van Damme to be part of the film, mm. you know, and um, I can't quite remember all of it, but it was just about how he had to basically do something else to get Street Fighter commissioned, mm. you know, because mm. he was to still get greenlit. trying to get it greenlit, but yeah. there wasn't enough film financing, and then Capcom wanted to finance it partly. Capcom wanted him to be gone from the from, from, from the, the get-go. very beginning yeah. of oh, the yeah, gestation yeah, yeah, yeah. Of absolutely. Which is quite ironic because originally Mortal Kombat was a um, Van Damme game. Yeah. You know, like it was supposed to be a blood it's sport. It's weird tie-in. how how uh, Mortal Kombat didn't happen as a movie with Van Damme yet. Van Damme made a Street Fighter. It film. feels like such it's a missed so opportunity weird. because I love Lyndon Ashby to death. Don't get me wrong, but Van Damme playing Johnny Cage would have really perfect. been well. Would have been perfect. Would have been good. So yeah, that's that's pretty much Street Fighter. We love this film. We there's don't a care coda. What there's a coda the that we even forgot about. Yeah. Where Bison comes back, his fist comes up, so kind of to build up for a sequel. But I didn't even know it existed for many years. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, like I used to just stop watching the movie after the credits rolled. Yeah, Return it's the nice to see also the like the behind the scenes and some of the outtakes are funny. Mm. Uh, it's nice to see how they were shooting the film and like all the crew working on it and it looks like very hot and humid. It doesn't uh, look like it was an easy shoot. It wasn't easy. It didn't look they're like in, it. They're in another country shooting this. They're in like Thailand or something. They're shooting Panavision probably, you know, like traditional film. Oh, so they yeah. have to look at humidity and also other factors. And and what they Water. did, the cinematography, the lighting, very excellent job. Who did the cinematography? That I can't remember. 
you know, I I need to I need to check. Um, let me have a quick look because I I have some notes on who the people were on the film. So if I go back up, it was produced by Edward R. Pressman and Kenzo Tsujimoto. Right. Screenplay by Suzu. Cinematography by William A. Franca. Okay, well, cool. Franca, sorry, Franca. He's a good Edited cinematographer. One, two, three, four editors. Oh, that's why it's got so many yeah. moves. But Graham Revell did the soundtrack. Yeah, he's, he's a one great of my composer. favorite composers. He did uh, so Donna Sixty Second of the yeah. soundtrack. He he's a, a band member of Yes. If you if you guys don't know much yeah. about that trivia, after doing Wicked. a lot of stuff Wicked. with Yes, he moved See, into it. It had all the right people in it. Good good crew, mm. a good enjoyable cast. It's just a fun movie. You just watch it. Don't take it too seriously. It's a fun film. It's a great Van Damme flick. We love it to bits, even though it's a horrible film. We initially didn't like it, but we loved it because it was a good action film. Um, because it was very different from the Street Fighter canon. Mm. And yeah, go on, bro. What would you rate it? What would you give a House of Rep rating? Four. Just Four. because of, like, just... I mean, I would rate it for it being an amazingly technical and... Well, it's a good production film. It's, it's great for its time. For me, it's just a good Van Damme film and kind of like a nineties action movie that I just grew up with. So I always see it with like rose tinted glasses. If I was to critique the film, then the negatives that would that have made it lose a star and would may probably make it even a three would be the fact that it's not original to the source material. There's too many characters and actors in it so it gets muddled the film with like they don't know what's too do much with... of an ensemble yeah and they don't know what to do with everyone so they power down people so they like power down dj they power down certain side characters you yeah. know like, they make them kind of side characters like t-hawk and other people so you're basically putting in characters that are in super street fighter era you know like super street fighter but you pretty much got everyone from there but there wasn't really a need to have everyone. You could have had some of the characters and then built up the rest of the characters in yeah. the sequel. You know, so so but it, it does a better job than the epic mistake that they did in the new Mortal Kombat where they had this new character, he's like a creator fighter kind of character, right? With Cole or whatever that dude is. And Cole he's got Young, his yeah. and he's got his stupid kind of armor with his tone fast, right? Yeah, his stupid arcana bullshit. And then on top of that, Johnny Cage's people are not even in the film. Yeah. You know, so the whole origin and the whole Mortal Kombat yeah, tournament bizarre. stuff is it's so bizarre, stupid. Like how you get a kind of weird kind of nice And Jack's film losing his modern. arms to Sub Zero, just it just doesn't work. Yeah. It doesn't work, man. But yeah, I mean I think I would give it my rating I would give it maybe like a three or three and a half. Let's give it an aggregated three and a half. Okay. Yeah, yeah, because it loses a couple of stars for not being accurate, but it still has, like, when it's a three and a half stars, it means that it's good enough to just watch. It's just above average. And you might like it, but it's not my top of the tree list. Yeah. Very rarely do films get four or five stars with us. Yeah. You know, they have to be especially epic, um, which is like what Street Fighter Alpha, the movie, the Street Fighter anime movie is. Exactly. For me, I, I, I think more fondly of that film. But, you know, to wrap it up, I want you guys to, um, I want to say thank you actually for listening, you know, subscribing and keeping the pod going. I'm going to keep doing this. Um, I love the show. Just get, gives me a chance to talk about my passion for film um, with Z and um, Zan. You know, we, we love talking about this stuff. 
And uh, yeah, it was a great movie for its time. Great 90s movie. It's like the kind of golden era of cinema. And yeah, let's hope there's a renaissance because I, I would love to play in the Street Fighter universe as a film director. Um, the new films that we've got coming out are going to be quite nice. So stay tuned to our website and check those out. Subscribe to this. Um, subscribe to Thor. Go to Right Eye Pro. See our, our videos and our movies and our other projects on there. Um, yeah, Z, what else do you want to say to everyone? Yeah, thank you guys for listening. Make sure you do sub and share and like this video and leave a little comment about how you felt when you maybe first saw Street Fighter the movie and what your thoughts were on the film. And if you're new to the film, go definitely check it out and see what you think of it because it's a great Van Damme flick and you won't be disappointed. So yeah. All right, guys. So thanks for listening.